0: Hello, and welcome to Empowered. I am your host, Linda Brand. Happy New Year 2023. This year is gonna be amazing. I'm so excited for this year. I'm going to bring you amazing guests. I wish you a wonderful year of joy, abundance, and prosperity, and love, and light, and awareness, and peace. Today's guest is a friend of mine, She is a lifelong learner of personal growth. She is the founder of Best Self Collective. I'm excited for this high vibe, joyful conversation about being your best self, living empowered, taking self, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Enjoy. If you like it, please subscribe, share, and review. It would mean so much to me. I'm so passionate about growing this audience and sharing my light, love, and inspiration and positivity with the world. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Welcome, Tessa, to the show. Thank you for joining me and sharing about your new podcast. Yeah,
1: So excited to be here.
0: Awesome. So tell us a little bit about Best Self Collective Podcast. What... Made you start a podcast and what is Best Self Collective going to be about?
1: Sure. So the origin of Best Self Collective is just kind of funny. Like it wasn't, it didn't start off as a podcast. It started off as basically an online community I wanted to create. And I basically wanted to create a community that I never had. You know, I've always been into like personal growth, personal development, um, just kind of doing the own, my own inner work on myself. And I felt like there wasn't really like, Framing communities, that I had like been able to plug into that kind of focused on the inner work and reflective work, um, and so I was like, "Well, Tessa, then go ahead and create one. You know, if you don't have it, then create it for others, because maybe other people want it too." And so that's something I'm still working on building. But the podcast came out of that, the desire for me to go ahead and just start talking about this stuff. Like I love talking about it, reading it, watching YouTube videos, listening listen to other podcasts about working on yourself. And so, you know, my, my friends can only take but so much of me wanting to talk about this stuff because not all my friends are into this kind of work. And so I was like, well, let me start a podcast where I can talk about anything I want as much as I want to. And the people who are attracted to that kind of stuff will listen. So that's where I came from.
0: Awesome. I love that. I love that because, as you know me, since we know each other, I absolutely love the stuff too. I love anything that's going to raise my vibration, that's going to educate me and lift me up and, you know, abundance and all the things that you and I talk about all the time, you know, letting go of what no longer serves us and noticing self awareness, noticing, you know, what triggers us and, it's so important, right? Um. So, when is the podcast coming out?
1: So it launches next Monday, which is November twenty eighth, and that's also my birthday. So it's my birthday <gasps> and podcast birthday
0: too. Oh, happy early birthday!
1: Thank you. so oh, you're
0: excited. welcome. That's exciting. So this will probably air in January of twenty three. So your podcast will already be out and about, so people will. Have to check it out and listen to your episodes from November. Tell what is your main focus. Are you going to have
1: guests on there or... Yeah, so I'm looking forward to have a combination of kind of solo casts of me just kind of riffing by myself, which I I found out I love to do. At first, I was like, I don't know if I can talk by myself to myself for a podcast episode. And I found out very quickly, oh, yes, I can. I've got lots of thoughts and opinions on lots of things, you know. So there'll be lots of solo casts. And then I'm really excited about all the interviews I'm going to have. And I'm basically um, been in the process of inviting guests and getting people saying yes to this. And it's really cool because people I'm talking to people from all different fields and backgrounds and interests. And, you know, I'm just talking to people who basically are trying to help others be the best version of themselves in their own way. So whether that's health and nutrition, mindset work, you know, spirituality, like all different fields, like all kind of contribute to this collective of us trying to feel and be better. So that's who's going to be on the podcast.
0: I love that. So tell us what, when did this begin for you, where you started learning all about like what, what triggered you to just start growing and evolving and wanting this so much?
1: Sure. So I tell the story about how, when I was a little kid, I was like, I was a very nocturnal child. I would never go to bed at bedtime and I'd always outlast my parents. I would try to put me in bed and try to make sure I was asleep, but I'd always basically outlast them. And once I was able to read, read books, I would sneak out of my bed and go read. They had this like wall of books that was kind of like our our library or in our house. And I would just read these books while they were asleep because I couldn't turn on the television. Otherwise, I would wake them up and let them know I was awake. And so, um, because my parents were entrepreneurs, and also in sales, like they had all these books from like Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins and, you know, Bob Proctor and all the big names of like mindset work and abundance mindset and success coaches and all that stuff. And so I just grew up learning how to read with that stuff. And I was like, oh, this is what I love to do. Like, I didn't want to read like Dr. Seuss. I wanted to like, as much I could understand like these books about being the best person yourself and working on yourself and empowering yourself. And that's, that's really where it started from a very, very young age.
0: Wow, good for you. That's amazing. That is just wild. So how did you react to what you were reading when you were so young? Like, what were you thinking? Were you absorbing it? Were you like understanding it and kind of taking it in?
1: I mean, I understood it best I could, you know, the older I got, the more it made sense. But like, it was very clear to me that it was mostly about believing in yourself and, and firing yourself up and getting energized. That was very clear. And like, if you bring enthusiasm to something, then that fires you up and that fires other people around you up. Mm, Energy, yeah. It's all energy. Yeah. And so that was just, um, and I probably already had that kind of like natural tendency in my own personality anyways. You know, I did competitive cheerleading at some point when I was younger too. So like, I liked getting people riled up, you know? And so um, I think it's just kind of part like education slash my own nature.
0: Yeah. And then you learned, obviously, about mindset because that's in all those books too.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm
0: Exactly. And mindset is just something that we really can't take for... I mean, that's just so huge. Um, I just got my real estate license down here in Florida and I met with a broker this morning. And what I loved about this particular broker is that they really pay attention to mindset and help their agents with mindset work. And And he was telling me a story about when he was in his 20s. This is the broker I'm talking to. When he mm-hmm. was in his 20s, he hired a coach and he paid like $500 for 30-minute calls. And he said that the, the one thing he remembered is he's like, do you watch the news when you... When you wake up. And he's like, No, I don't. And he's like, You don't? Because most people say they do. And he, you know, he was going to go into the story of like, don't watch the news. And I'm like, Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't watch the news because he's saying, you know, you do want to know what's going on, but read it, choose it when you choose, not first thing in the morning, you know, on the news. You know, it's typically negative, right?
1: Absolutely. It's it's so I don't think people realize what we put ourselves through, you know, emotionally by not being mindful of. Uh mindset work, you know, and like when you start off your day with this, something stressful, even just the sound of your alarm, I think can impact you know your vibe when you get out of bed. It does for me at least you know, yeah, and every little thing counts towards like impacting our energy, our attitude for the entire day,
0: exactly. I mean, for me, lately, I'm having some sleep issues, and just this morning, I was up in the middle of the night and i I went and sat on my meditation pillow and For five minutes, and then I went back to sleep and I slept so much. I slept again, which I was praying that I would sleep some more. And it's just wild how just calming the mind and, you know, doing that type of work. Now, do you personally meditate or what kind of practices do you use to get your mind, you know, what do you do to change your vibration, to raise your vibration, to, you know, just nurture that? Self-law, like what do you do personally if you chair? Yeah,
1: I try to do all the things, and so it's it's so integrated into my life, it's almost hard to kind of call it out. But yeah, I would say first things first, just like I always say a prayer in the morning every day, just to set me off on the right foot. I say, you know, dear God, I always say thank you before I open my eyes. I say thank you. Like I woke up this morning, and then I always say, Where would you have me go today? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And I that's a prayer I think it's from a course in miracles. I heard it from Marianne Williamson many years ago, and I've always been saying it since. And that just starts my day off in the right direction on the right vibe of I'm going to be divinely guided throughout my day. And then from there, yeah, I squeeze in every practice I possibly can. And it's kind of like, I have this whole like, repertoire of like different practices to use. And now I just get to go pick and choose the one I'm in the mood for that day, which one I think is going to serve me. That day. So sometimes it is meditation. Sometimes it's EFT tapping, you know, to discharge, you know, negative emotion and negative energy. Sometimes it's, you know talking to a girlfriend you know sometimes it's um doing nlp work um neuro linguistics it's all just different things you get to choose from and that's why i love to learn the stuff I'm, I'm basically a student of personal growth so that i can learn which tools to use and when so that's really cool
0: absolutely i love that so what do you do with the nlp like what exactly can you share? What that exactly is? Not everyone knows what neuro linguistic programming
1: is. The simplest way I can say it is: it's a matter of like reframing things, and so it's like I would reframe something if I'm like, "Oh, I'm really mad about this." It's like, "Well, I'm I'm curious why that happened that way," you know, and and training yourself to not be so reactive and assuming why something happened or blaming people for things. Like, that's this is one example of how to do it, but it's just softening your thinking around something so that you're not so, uh, you know, aggressive and angry. And you're just like, huh, why did that happen? That was That was really unpleasant. That was not fun. I don't want to repeat that again. I want to figure out how to get that to never happen again versus I'm really mad you did this and that, you know? So that's just one example.
0: Yeah, is it also like, where's the blessing? Like, where's the blessing in this mm-hmm. circumstance? Yeah. Like, cause there's always an underlying blessing in every negative situation. I feel I, at least in my experience, it typically is like, you think that you're being rejected or you think that you're, you know, something terrible's going on, but reality, you're just being redirected by God in the universe for something better or something different. And, you know, one door closes and another, you know, a window opens or a door opens where you're supposed to be.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll add to that. Like one common prayer I say throughout the day, and I should probably say it more often than I already do is, you know, dear God, I need a miracle, you know, like just to ask in the moment where I'm feeling triggered or I'm feeling rejected or whatever, I'm feeling sad. I need a miracle. And I, when I say miracle, I'm using it in the, in the way that the book course in miracles uses that term. So the course says a miracle is a shift in perception from fear to love. So it's not some miraculous supernatural thing happening that's never going to happen again. A miracle is you realizing, oh, maybe her attitude wasn't about me. Mm. Maybe she didn't call me back because, you know, she got delayed. You know, it wasn't because she doesn't respect me. It's because she had something going on, you know. So it's just those many little shifts throughout the day where you realize, okay, if I'm not taking everything so personal, I'm not getting triggered by everything so much. I'm going to have a better day. I'm going to attract better opportunities. People are going to want to be around me more because I'm in a good mood. I am a good vibe, you know? So asking Mm -hmm. for those miracles is another really great way.
0: I love that. Yeah. That's very powerful. That is really a very good tool. And typically, like for me, I've read that book, The Four Agreements. Have you read that book?
1: No, and I have it. My friend's mom gave it to me and I was like, "Thank you. I've been wanting to read this book for so many years. It's on my bookshelf right now, but I haven't read it, but I look forward to reading it."
0: Yeah, I mean, you can even skim through different things, but I always tell people like, for instance, somebody was messaging me on Facebook and I didn't respond because I was, you know, busy and then I was doing other things and I thought, "Oh, I don't want this person to think whatever." And I said, "Hey, you know, sorry, I was driving, I was this, I was busy with my son, whatever I was doing." And then I said, there's a book, it's called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is never take anything personal. So please never take anything personal. <laughs> and it's like, this is just something. If you could do this, it's so powerful. Like you said, you know, someone doesn't call you back or whatever. It, it's never about you, it's always about that person and their situation. And so that's so which books, I know you mentioned The Course in Miracles. What other books had a big impact in your life or? you know, inspired you or changed your life in any way? Like, is there any book that stands out in your mind?
1: So the book that comes to mind first is the book I've reread the most number of times. I actually love rereading books. I don't know if anyone else likes to do that. But for me, it's like, it's like almost like a prescription for myself. It's like at least once a year, I have to reread certain books. And other books I can reread a few times per year. I just get something new out of it each and every single time. And the book that I have re- reread the most is A Woman's Worth by Marianne Williamson. And she just is a beautiful, very short book, very easy to read about how invaluable, you know, women in particular are to the world and to the universe and to families and communities and relationships. And because we're not always celebrated, we're not always appreciated the way we should be. And so that can cause us to have like lower self-esteem or lower self-worth because if we're not hearing it and not feeling it, you know, where else do we get it from? And it's like, the book tells you, don't look for that appreciation and worthiness from others, from the world. You get that from God, you get that from your higher power or whatever that happens to be for you. And that's just a really good lesson for me to to remember, you know, as a black woman, you know, in particular, I don't always feel like, you know, I'm the most supported or the most celebrated or the most acknowledged, Honored, yeah. Right, you know, and so it's like, well, that may be true, but I don't have to feel dishonored because I can go straight to the source for me at any uh, time.
0: Yes, yes, powerful. That, that just came to mind. The Gina DeVee book, "The Audacity to Be Queen," because we yeah. are all queens. We are all worthy of it. We are all, you know, God's children, and you know, whatever you believe in, we're, we're children of the universe, and we are all, you know, perfect, whole, and complete. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah, I'm mean, And, you know, By the way,
1: real quick, ahead. i turn up you. Did you know that Gina studied under Marianne, like personally, for a few years when they both lived in Michigan together?
0: I did not. I, I actually opened up her book last night when I couldn't sleep and I saw she, there was a part of Marianne Williamson, and I didn't know that was in Michigan. I didn't realize Marianne Williamson actually lived in Michigan ever.
1: Yeah, for like 10 years, she was a, a pastor of a, bear, a very large church, a big unity church. Wow.
0: That's neat. That's wild. you learn something every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's, she's something. And, um, so I love all this conversation. It's amazing. What, um, what advice would you give your younger self if you, you know, your teenage self, your 19 year old, 20 year old self, um, what advice would you give to yourself, or the, te- you know, the the young adults today in society, the young women particular, in particular, maybe actually all all people that are you know like sure. young and trying to find their way, and you know, in a world of you know social media and comparisonitis, and you know all that.
1: Oh sure, yeah. I would I would say relax, calm down. You don't have to have all the answers right now stay in your own lane, focus on yourself. You know, we spend so much energy oftentimes just looking at other people and comparing ourselves to them and what they have that we don't have and how much further ahead they are and all these things. It's like, you know what? You have no idea that that person might be looking up to you for all the things you have going on, you know? And we just waste a lot of energy. I actually, I worked at a, a job one time and long story short, like I had to prepare a presentation every year for my team. Actually, it was every quarter. And there was another woman who worked on a, in a different department and she had to do the same thing. And I felt like I was getting like feedback from my team that we need to have our slides look more like their slides, other team slides. And I'm like, okay, we've got two different things going on. And like, we're very different in nature, but like, okay. And like, I just felt like, I don't really think, I think we should have our own vibe and our own thing. Right. But I'm getting all this feedback to like, make it look more like theirs. Right. And kind of find out I was talking to that lady one time and she's like, I'm always trying to make my slides look more like yours and I just can't. And like, you you have the best slides ever. And like, we're both comparing ourselves, trying to be like the other. It's like, we should just be ourselves. What are we doing?
0: Yes. That's a great message.
1: so So much energy and time where it's just like, don't do that to yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like we're all special, unique beings and we all have something to offer and we're here for a reason. And that's like the Kathy Heller message that she always says, we're all, part of the masterpiece and we are all masterpieces right and you know yeah. be your authentic self and like you said slow and down be okay, and- if, people don't like it.
1: Be okay if people don't like it because i i i still struggle with this that like i'm like i don't want to be too tessa because oh, it's gonna turn a lot of people off because i can be very intense you know and so i know how to be polite tessa and palatable tessa you know but like full-blown tesla is a lot to take you know but like i think that's really what i'm here to be who i'm here to be and what i'm here to do
0: and we're i'm grateful for our friendship and for you being you and us meeting in miami at an amazing gina DeVee event of all things because we both believed that we are queens and we are worthy Mm -hmm. Uh, of more and we are worthy of more. And that's Gina's message in her book is, you know, more love, more money, more joy. And yeah, this was a beautiful conversation. So we know the podcast is coming out, um, which it'll already be out when this airs, but tell us where people can find you, Tessa.
1: Sure. So I am on Instagram now at best self at best self collective. And also there's a new Facebook group as the best self collective Facebook group if you search on Facebook. We're going to have a lot of fun over there. It's a free Facebook group for just people who want to work on themselves to be the best version of themselves.
0: Sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to everything you're doing and thank you for all that you do. This has thank been you. a great, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. This is fun.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Wasn't that great? Isn't Tessa amazing? I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed creating it. You can find Tessa Lewis on Instagram at Best Self Collective and on Facebook at Best Self Collective. And you can find her website in the show notes. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed, please share with a friend subscribe and review. It would mean a lot to me. I'm growing this audience because I want to continue to bring you amazing guests and amazing, inspiring stories. I'm so excited for where this podcast is going. Have a blessed, happy, happy new year. Thanks. Mm